Think back to the moment you surrendered your life to the Lord. Jesus felt so close to you. Joy engulfed your heart and the Spirit swam through your veins. Now fast forward. Do you find yourself thinking, what now or where do I go from here? You are not alone. Unfortunately for Christian women, these feelings are so common. And that's what we're here for. Her sanctified life brings two very different perspectives on life after salvation. One is a walk with no guidance, no discipleship, and no support. And the other is a walk with all of these things. Our passion is to guide and disciple women from the moment of salvation. Jesus has not called you into stagnation, but rather to grow in your relationship with Him and experience sanctification. Her sanctified life desires to help lead you and guide you into a foundation firmly planted in Jesus Christ. This is Beck. And this is Ray. And you're listening to Her Sanctified Life. We're back, baby. Barely. But back. We are here. I'm not quite sure when our last episode was. Was it? Months ago. For sure. uh, months September ago. September or yeah. October. Um, so we'll give you a little update on what happened. So Rachel and I have gotten to experience some pretty um, heavy spiritual warfare. Mm-hmm. And it has... <laughs> it's It's been hard it's not been a lot of fun um i will say though we have both found some solace in it Mm -hmm. because the fact that we've experienced such heavy spiritual warfare um after starting this shows us that we are doing what the lord called us to do Mm -hmm. and it shows us that we are reaching people who need to be reached um but we have been sick, all of us. Me, Rachel, our husbands, our kids, just alternating. Yeah. We've canceled four. Probably more than that. To Probably honest. more. To try to sit down and record. Yeah. Um, almost had Lillian today, but by the grace of God, she went to my parents' house. So, but today we're we're kind of just, we're going to do something a little bit different. Um, we know that we promised in our last episode that our next one will be on sanctification, and that is still coming. It is one that we are taking very very seriously though. Yeah. Um, and we're not skimping on it. I mean, the name of our podcast is Her Sanctified Life, so obviously we understand how important um, sanctification is, and so. We have written and rewritten and added and taken away and researched and prayed. I mean, it's been it's been a lot mm-hmm. that we've been doing with it, but it's just not quite ready yet. Super soon. Um, but we wanted to take a break from that and spend an episode in a psalm. So specifically, Psalm seventy three. Rachel messaged me. Uh, last week and she told me to read this psalm and <laughs> oh I needed it yeah I needed it so <laughs> yeah it's very convicting it is it is so we thought um kind of with the new year what happens a lot of times is we're scrolling on 
Instagram and TikTok and Facebook and all these things. And we're seeing people's... Um, best of the best. Yeah, the best yeah. of the best. The highest of the highest. Their highlights, the 23 and 23, <laughs> which is so cute. And I love seeing them. Yeah. But I know that Rachel and I have kind of messaged a couple of times back and forth of like, man, this year was really hard. Yeah. Do you feel good about this year? Yeah. Like, yeah. It was... <laughs> it was a year. So many great things happened this year. So many great things. Oh my gosh, yes. But at the same time, so much pain and like yeah. heartache and struggle and yes, in different and various mm-hmm. situations and types and ways. But um, we kind of thought to ourselves, like, if we're feeling this, I'm sure other believers are feeling this, mm-hmm. and especially whenever. You're thinking about a year, I'll say mine specifically, where I probably honored the Lord and glorified the Lord more than any other year that I've had in my life and grown so much and it was still so hard. Mm -hmm. And we had multiple trials and tribulations and I look back at him and and what blessings Mm -hmm. because I'm closer to the Lord now than I ever have been. Um, I have found wisdom in the Lord. I've found rest in the Lord. Um, but there's also been a lot of other, like, not fun emotions that have come with that. And so I have this year to where I I really just focus on knowing him more and letting that shine through in my life. Then you get on and you see these things of people who don't, Mm -hmm. um, people that, you know, are lost as an Easter egg and, (laughs) That's good money. Anyways. <laughs> and you see them have everything. Yeah. Highlight, mind you. And I know this in my mind, too. And it just kind of stings mm. sometimes. And it makes you say, well, God, why? Like, right. Why am I struggling here? Or why is this not happening? Or why haven't you met me where I am yet? So. Yeah. Hence Psalm 73. Yes. Yes, we sat like down. Ball. Yeah, we sat down last week and we were <clears throat> working on our sanctification episode, and that's when Rachel messaged me this, and she just she knew that this is what the next episode needed to be, and I read it and I said, "Ooh, <laughs> yep, yep, girl, that's where we are." So that is why we're going to do this episode is to go through this psalm and leave you with the reminder in the new year. That eternal life is mm. the ultimate goal. Mm-hmm. Not vacations, not increased income, not new houses, not new hair, not new everything. It is eternal life. Mm-hmm. So we'll watch, um, or we're here, we'll hear, excuse me, um, ASAF kind of work through these same things. So yeah. since you guys know I'm a little dyslexic, I'm going to let Rachel take she's gonna read the entire psalm and then we'll just dig in yep okay so this is a little bit um it's 28 verses so a little lengthy but we're gonna read it because it's really good okay verse one surely god is good to israel to those who are pure in heart but as for me my feet had almost slipped i had nearly lost my foothold for i envied the arrogant when i saw the prosperity of the wicked they have no struggles their bodies are healthy and strong They are free from common human burdens. They are not plagued by human ills. Therefore, pride is their necklace. They clothe themselves with violence. 
From their callous hearts come iniquity, their evil imaginations have no limits. They scoff and speak with malice, with arrogance they threaten oppression. Their mouths lay claim to heaven, and their tongues take possession of the earth. Therefore their people turn to them and drink up waters in abundance. They say, How would God know? Does the Most High know anything? This is what the wicked are like. Always free of care, they go on amassing wealth. Surely in vain I have kept my heart pure, and have washed my hands in innocence. All day long I have been afflicted, and every morning brings new punishments. If I had spoken out like that, I would have betrayed your children." When I tried to understand all this, it troubled me deeply, till I entered the sanctuary of God. Then I understood their final destiny. Surely you placed them on slippery ground, you cast them down to ruin. How suddenly are they destroyed, completely swept away by terrors. They are like a dream when one awakes. When you arise, Lord, you will despise them as fantasies. When my heart was grieved and my spirit embittered, I was senseless and ignorant. I was a brute beast before you. Yet I am always with you. You hold me by my right hand. You guide me with your counsel, and afterward you will take me into glory. Whom whom have I in heaven but you? And earth has nothing I desire besides you. My flesh and my heart may fail, but God is my strength of my heart and my portion forever. Those who are far from you will perish. You destroy all who are unfaithful to you. But as for me, it is good to be near God. I have made the sovereign Lord my refuge. I will tell of all your deeds. Mm. Felt the same way again the first time I read Mm -hmm. it. (laughs) So before we dig in too much on kind of what we got out of that, how we could see the Lord in that, um, I'm going to kind of go over what the theme is of that book, Um, which listening to it, you probably caught on to what Asaph was talking about. (laughs) (laughs) So the big theme is kind of one thing versus another thing. And the first one is that there is temporary prosperity of the wicked. Mm -hmm. Side note, I'm not calling you wicked. (laughs) This is, yeah, basically, you know, like just those who are in Christ and those who are not. Right. And I know that wicked feels harsh. Harsh. Yeah. yeah. But there is temporary prosperity of the wicked, as it says. And then that goes against the lasting rewards of the righteous. So mm-hmm. the righteous in this are those who put their faith in, in the mm-hmm. Lord. Um, and the lasting rewards of the righteous is eternal life, which is what we said before you read it, that our ultimate goal in every single year is to live a holy life because we love and honor God Mm -hmm. and that whenever it happens that, you know, either he comes back or, or we pass away that we have eternal life. Mm -hmm. Um, because we truly are, we are called to live holy lives and trust God Mm -hmm. For the future rewards. It's so easy to get sucked into the mindset of the world, obviously, because we are completely surrounded by it. And Mm -hmm. we see constantly, you know, day in and day out, social media, friends, um, you see so much good and good things happening, you know, to people who don't necessarily follow God. And you're like, I'm doing exactly, you know, I'm following God and I'm doing exactly as he instructs me to do. And I, I don't feel the, you know, joy sometimes that it looks like 
Mm-hmm. The wicked. I'm using air quotes. <laughs> the unseen air yes. quotes. <laughs> the, um, the, you know, that they, it seems like they're receiving. Mm-hmm. And so it is, it is discouraging sometimes. It is. And it's funny too, because we read in the New Testament, we're told that we're that going to be, be yeah. persecuted and that we're going to suffer and that we're going to have these struggles. We read it, right? And mm-hmm. we're like, yeah, yeah, we will. And then we go through it and we're like, wait, why me? Why are we doing this? Hold up. Not me. Like I've been honoring the Lord. I've been giving glory to him. Like I shouldn't mm-hmm. be doing that, but that's not how it works. Mm-hmm. You know, we are in our flesh here. Mm-hmm. But we are working towards something so much bigger. Mm-hmm. And so, but we're in such a consumerism mm-hmm. world. And I'm sure it was like that back then, too. It just looked different. It's hard for us to, you know, imagine in that world. But we really do, I think, get stuck in worldly victories instead of consistently going back and remembering, like, my job here in this life on this earth is to make more disciples. Yeah. It's not to have everything that I ever wanted. And there's nothing wrong with no. having that if you do. But the goal isn't to live in the biggest house with the most money and no debt and the nicest car. Like that's not the goal here. The goal is that when we go to heaven, we know that we told everybody we possibly could mm-hmm. about their savior. So that they too can be in heaven alongside us and that we are growing the kingdom. And I mean, I've seen that this year. The joy and satisfaction and excitement of knowing that you shared the gospel with somebody and it led to their salvation. Right. There's just about nothing that even comes close to that feeling. Mm-hmm. You know, you experienced it very yeah. closely to your, yeah. <laughs> to your heart here recently. And, like, you might not want me to share this, but, like, that phone call. Yeah. No, I mean, we can definitely share it because, I mean, it's, like, a highlight of Well, they're going to, like, be really. like, hey, Rachel, tell everybody. Yeah, no, so, <laughs> stuff, but. like, this year, you know, my husband, Logan, he was, he was saved, you know, um, gosh, when was that? A month ago? Yeah, about a yeah. month ago. At 7.57 a.m. Yes. <laughs> That's when I got the yes. call. <laughs> um, but truly, like, one of, you know, we, we, Logan and I have talked about it, you know, quite quite a bit. And, like, truly one of the most rejoiceful days that we have ever experienced as husband and wife. Girlfriend, it's on your birthday. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> You're Almost right. exactly a month ago. <laughs> so, yeah. And, like. And that's exactly, you know, what you were talking about is like the, I almost said the trickle effect, the whatever it is, like you, you shared with me, mm. I, you know, poured and pour and pour in, into Logan and prayed and prayed and prayed over him. And so of course, like we can see where the Lord has moved, like mm-hmm. in like in our dynamic and but it is also so easy, like, you, you know this, and you see this every yeah. day, and, like, you know in your heart, you know in your heart, but sometimes it's making your mind, to like, catch up, yeah. because you are still consumed by the world, and you are still, you know, every day engulfed in all of these um, worldly desires. Keeping up with the Joneses. Yeah. 
Three and minutes, still, truly. like, I mean, I, y'all, I prayed and prayed for salvation over my husband. And I knew that, like, as soon as, like, as soon as it happened, I would be like, Lord, there's nothing else. There's nothing in this world that I desire. Like, please just bring salvation to my family. And guess what? He did. But that also... And it's still like, okay, Lord, still, what are you going to do now? Yes, it's still... I still can find other things to mm-hmm. um, consume myself with. Yeah. And I mean, Josh, he's experiencing a huge blessing through that too, which is my husband. Um it's actually the coolest thing is, as you guys know, we're here today because I was able to pour in Rachel. You know, we had that initial conversation and I, after she was, I, I was able to walk with her until she reached the point of salvation. And then from then on out and, you know, I think about that and I, I really do count that as one of like the joys of my life. <laughs> like really and truly I do. Mm-hmm. And now we're at a point to where the salvation that we've been praying for mm-hmm. it's here and josh is being blessed by that mm-hmm. by them being able to get together and him pouring into logan and you know that alone blessing of the year yeah you know what i mean but then we still sit down and have conversations of saying yeah that was great but like why am i still struggling with this yeah why am i here what like why did so and so do so and so and I'm trying to, you know, mm-hmm. work on my business or work on whatever, you know, whatever it is. And it's not working like it. It's really so easy to slip immediately back into the mindset of, OK, mm-hmm. I'm ready for more, mm-hmm. more blessings, more this instead of just sitting and appreciating what the Lord has done for you. Mm-hmm. And we were in small group last night. We got to talk about that, too, a little bit of. That is a sweetness of the beginning of the year is that you get to go and look back at the previous year and what I do now, it's not what I did five years ago. Obviously, I don't know what I was looking at five years ago, but now I can go back and go through the months and say, this was God's blessing this Mm -hmm. month. This was God's protection this month. Mm -hmm. This was provision. This was, you know, I get to see all these things that he does in you know, I could let that turn into shame and guilt of not always appreciating. But like what we see here, when thinking about those things, I can say that while I'm doing that, I'm being foolish. Mm-hmm. Wondering when that next mm-hmm. thing is going to be because he's provided so much for me. Mm-hmm. And then we were talking about how in 17... Verse 17, it talks about how he went into the sanctuary of God. So we see him struggling with all these things. Which also we need to like make note. He, you know, like crying out to God. I think we don't do that enough. Um, well, he can Because he can, yeah, he can take it. Like, and I think that it goes to show like you crying out to God is evidence of your faith. Mm-hmm. Like, why would you cry out to a God that you don't believe in or you don't have any faith in? You wouldn't. So evidence of you like crying out to him and just like pouring your heart out to him and, and you know, giving him, you know, your your questions, your doubts, your, your desire, the desires of your heart, like show him. 
I mean, in this, he says, my feet almost slipped away. Yeah. My steps nearly went astray. And then he talks about how he envied, Mm -hmm. you know, and how he didn't understand and how um, he's seeing all of these things that we know that we should not do. We should not wear pride as our necklace. We should not let our... Mm-hmm. My version is a little bit different. It says eyes bulge out from <laughs> fatness is literally what it says. But like it's talking about all these things that they're doing. And he's crying out to the Lord and saying like they're doing all of that that we are told not to do. And they're still better off than me. Mm-hmm. Like they are sinning mm-hmm. and sinning and sinning and sinning. And they are better off than I am. And he's going directly to the Lord and he's saying that. Mm-hmm. And I will say, I call them my angry prayers. <laughs> I don't say, hey, Josh. <laughs> I just had an angry prayer. <laughs> but they're so healing because mm-hmm. I do the same thing that I've watched or that I've read David do and watched Asaph, I have to keep looking at his name because I keep trying to say Absalom, which is wrong book of the Bible. He's in another one. He's in the Samuels. But um, I will cry out to him and say, I don't understand this. Why is this? What do I need to do next? Just give me a clue. Please explain it to me. What is the lesson to be learned here? Like, help me out, please. But at the end of the prayer, it's, you know, I trust you. Mm-hmm. And I know that you're going to guide me through this. We just need a little bit of a pout break. And yeah. everybody does. Yes. And I, I put <laughs> my faith in you. Yes. And I know what is coming is better than what this is. Yeah. And I'm just stumbling around, feeling my way around the world <laughs> until I get to be at the point where I'm in front of the feet of God. Mm. You know, mm-hmm. like... And I think that's one of the reasons why reading the Psalms is so important, especially when you're struggling. Because you you get to see how these other people mm-hmm. cried out. Yeah. And our like struggles are not new struggles. Like it's stuff that's still like even, you know, David or ASAP like struggled with. Like obviously. Yeah. And yeah. so to think that our struggles are unique is mm-hmm. foolish. But we see him even do it. He went into God's sanctuary. He entered God's sanctuary, which, as you guys know, was a little different back then for them to get into the presence mm-hmm. of the Lord versus the blessing that we have now of having the Holy Spirit. But he he entered into God's sanctuary. And immediately following the verse where he says he enters in, he said, then I understood. Mm-hmm. I understood their destiny. And then he he knows in that moment that although they are living the life that they're living now and they seem to be blessed. It appears that way. It appears to be. Mm-hmm. But he understands that although the Lord wants nothing more for these, air quote, wicked people to come to him. And he will follow them to get them to come to him. The moment that they pass, if they are not putting their faith into what is to come. What good is any of it? It's yeah. all over. It's all done. Whereas 
we can struggle our whole lives, but the moment we pass, the people who love us the most are going to be rejoicing. Mm-hmm. They're going to be able to say, they're with Jesus, for real. Like, mm-hmm. they live their lives dedicated to the Lord. They believed. They were faithful. They pursued, yeah. They pursued. They they tried to grow their holiness. and They listened to sanctification. Like, they really were the hands and feet of Christ on earth. And they have eternal life. They have the ultimate riches. And that is something to be celebrated. Mm-hmm. But it's so hard right, to remember that in these times. And there's people who are going through some of the worst and scariest times of their life right now. Mm-hmm. And knowing that God is there with them is the biggest blessing that you can receive. Mm-hmm. And I mean, this could be this can apply to literally anything in our lives that we're struggling with or not understanding or. Yeah. Feel Uh, like we're failing in. And then on into 18, surely you place them on slippery ground. You cast them down to ruin. How suddenly are they destroyed, completely swept away by tears? Um, I know you were saying earlier, whenever we were talking about like how, um, side note, like the cro- one of the cross references in here was Psalm thirty five six, um, so I'm going to turn to that real quick. But we were talking about you remember how I'll find it. Um, God essentially like when you're in Christ, God goes before you. Mm-hmm. However, like here it talks you know about how the wicked they're they're placed on slippery ground. You cast them down into ruin, but then in Psalm thirty five six it states that. May their path be dark and slippery with the angel of the Lord pursuing them. So even on their slippery slope to, you know, death. Make them fall to ruin. Yes. God is still pursuing them. God is chasing them. Um, And like, so I just, I'm a very visual person. And so like just the imagery behind that, it like, it's almost overwhelming to me, like, because every single one of us have been in that. If you're in Christ, every single one of us have been in that, on that slippery slope. It's, it's pervenient grace. It's the, it's the grace that per- pursues you, mm-hmm. that is wooing you to come mm-hmm. to God. Um, but the imagery of knowing that everybody who is not saved is being pursued. Mm-hmm. It's quite beautiful mm-hmm. and overwhelming. Yeah. Especially, you know, like, I mean, you and me, like, like you, it was you, it was me. Like, and it, it doesn't take anything more than just, you know, like turning around. Yeah. Like that's, that's it. And, um, I think it's just, it's just such a beautiful, like, Beautiful, like, little couple of verses there. Where was... That leads up to 23, which um, you loved. Yes. <laughs> I mean, it's wonderful. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So, 23, yet I am always with you. You hold me by my right hand. You guide me with your counsel, and afterward you will take me into glory. Um. I was telling Becca, like, as I was, like, kind of studying... 
over this this past week, um, when I was reading 23, all I could picture was uh, like a child, like with their father and how a father, you know, would, would grasp their child's hand and cling to it and not let go of it and would just, you know, have that grip on them. Um, and also like another fatherly like quality, like guiding, you know, um, with counsel and like even, you know, bringing into glory, like as parents, we want, you know, the best, the utmost best for our children. And how much more does God want that for us? Mm -hmm. Um, I just, I, like I said, as a visual person, like seeing these verses come to life in my mind was, everything I needed in that moment because yeah he's our security mm-hmm. <clears throat> and for us to be able to see our way out of the struggles that we've been in we have to cling to him because mm-hmm. like we read he's walking ahead of us like he's fighting battles for us that we don't even know are coming right paving the way yeah I mean I've seen that personally just this week Mm -hmm. of going back and thinking of something that a friend is going through and it's been so surreal to to think about well a week ago this a month ago this three months ago this and when it felt irritating at the time or irritating might not be the right word confusing just confusing like I just don't understand why it was protection Mm -hmm. we weren't meant to understand Mm -hmm. and the closer you are to God the closer you can rest in that alone yes yes and the easier it is to say I don't understand what's going on and I don't have to and I don't have to because I trust that it's for a bigger purpose Mm -hmm. and you can't do that if you're not no in the word I, I know well and also like I remember telling you like not that long ago like how did I ever do it before like without without I know God like in times where I feel like the most distressed right now it's not near what I felt before because I know that I don't I I can rest in the fact that I don't have to know like it's not meant for me to know um and just carrying and bearing like the weight of all of that alone is yeah debilitating yeah and obviously like we were not created to do it alone no not not at all and i think one of our like big takeaways from this is number one go and read psalm 73 (laughs) for yourself read it for yourself just sit in it meditate on it Break it apart. I mean, Rachel has a notebook that's two yeah, pages. Yeah, I, I did a verse by verse study on this. <laughs> two, three pages long. <laughs> it, it breaks down every bit of it. Because we could we could spend probably three hours Yeah. just going from, like, what does it mean to God is indeed good to Israel, the pure in heart? Like, we could break that down for probably 15, 20 mm-hmm. minutes. But that's not, that's not our purpose of this. Our purpose is... You're going to go through struggles this year. You went through struggles last year. 
where do you turn? Mm -hmm. Who do you go to? How do you get through it? How do you see through it? Mm -hmm. Whenever you see that other people are doing something that you wish that you could have, knowing that you're in the word, that you're in prayer, that you're having silence and solitude, that you're, you know, all of these things, not to check it off the list, but because you're truly desiring to know God more, not to get, I saw um, Merrick, our pastor, he posted something about like being in the word isn't to get favor. Mm -hmm. I'm pretty sure it was him. It's not to get favor from the Lord. It's for us to know God more. Mm -hmm. And so when you're going through these trials and tribulations this year, whenever you think back to them, Last year, we urge you in your resolutions that you're making, make God a priority. Mm -hmm. And in order to do that, you have to be in the word. Um, <clears throat> I know, like I was talking to another friend about this, like tr if you desire to know God, you will not know him apart from his word. Mm -hmm. um, it, is, it is mandatory. It's not a suggestion. It's not... Um, you know, oh, you, you, you should know. No, like, you will not know God apart from his word. My sheep know my voice. Yeah. They follow me. And I didn't truly, like, I would have argued this with you, like, till the day I died a couple years ago. Yeah, like, I would have. <laughs> I, I didn't understand the importance. And I would have, too. I did not, under, truly, I did not have a grasp on the importance of being in God's word. And I, I mean, now if I go two days without reading, I can feel it in yeah. my bones. Yeah. And I think that's how you know, like you just know. You have to think too, if you are going through something and you feel like the Lord is telling you something, but it does not match what the Bible says. Red flag. <laughs> Red flag. <laughs> But how do you know that? Yeah. That's, I mean, yeah. Because it might be a really good thought. Yeah. It and might be a great idea, but if it does not match the word of God, chances are it's not of God. And mm -hmm. if you don't read in his word and you're not in prayer, that's the other part of it is you have to be in prayer. Mm -hmm. You're not going to know if it's him or not. Mm -hmm. You're not going to be able to see those protections and those blessings and, you're not going to be able to see what he's trying to do in your life if you don't know him. Mm -hmm. Because I know, y'all know, we're, we're chilling at my kitchen table. <laughs> it's no secret. It's no secret. There's <laughs> marker everywhere. It's like, we're just chilling at my kitchen table. And I will tell you that this kitchen table has brought us more gospel conversations than I think I've ever had with someone to where we are able to bear our souls to each other mm -hmm. and say, like, I don't understand this. And also, whoever's talking on the other side being able to say, well, the Lord says this. Mm -hmm. And it's because we're both in the Word. Mm -hmm. And that's the other thing, too, is find you somebody being in the Word with this year. Find you somebody that you know loves the Lord and wants to hear from him and wants to grow in him 
and wants to sit there with you while you don't understand what in the world is going on to where whenever you are blinded, they can see clearly for you. Yeah. Because there, there's been so many times at this table mm-hmm. to where, well, this, this, no, mm-hmm. the Lord says this. Yeah. And that's, I mean, that's also, I think it's in one of the Thessalonians is seeking counsel from people, Wise you counsel. know, yeah. that are believers, not out, not seeking counsel from people that are not believers because they're not going to give you the advice that God would give you. Um, and obviously as a believer, you want godly advice. So mm-hmm. searching, you know, searching for that in, in your life is very important. Finding that circle. Um, and surrounding yourself with people that are intentional with God. And people that will intercede for you in prayer. Mm-hmm. You know, I, there's something so beautiful about being able to text somebody that you trust more than anything and say, this is going on and I need you to intercede in prayer for me. I need you to cover me in prayer and almost kind of, sometimes there's times where somebody else has to take over the prayer for you because you just can't. And I know this episode has been a little bit all over the place. Mm-hmm. Um, but we just, we spent time looking back at this last year and seeing the struggles, but then we looked at it and we saw all the blessings and mm-hmm. these are some of the blessings. Mm-hmm. Exactly. As 73 is laid out. Like we see, he mm-hmm. sees the struggle. He sees the complaints. He sees the, um, the grief, um, I was about to say the morning. Yes. He sees all of this, but then he turns at the end and that's exactly as Christians, exactly what we should do. Like it's, God is not saying that we can't, um, we can't doubt. We can't, um, you know, feel grief in, in some aspects of our life. But at the end, what are we doing? Where, where is our attitude? Um, When we come at the end of it. I mean, the end of 73, it sums it up better than probably we ever could. But who do I have in heaven but you? Hmm. And I desire nothing on earth but you. My flesh and my heart may fail, but God is the strength of my heart, my portion forever. And that was a big heart check for me. This, um, and the earth has nothing I desire besides you can i say that about myself right it can't <laughs> not right for you right also for me <laughs> <laughs> right rachel can you say that about can yourself you? <laughs> yeah no <laughs> truly like that was a big heart check for me because absolutely the answer is no like there are many things i desire in this world no i and, mean listen after that those far from you will certainly perish you destroy all those who are unfaithful to you. But as for me, God's presence is my good. Like, come on. God's presence is my good. Mm-hmm. I have made the Lord God my refuge so I can tell about all you do. Like, his goal in life is to tell everybody about what the Lord has done for him and just know that God's presence is his good mm-hmm. and that it is his refuge. And I don't really have anything else to say. <laughs> like, I want that for me. I want it for yeah. you. I want it for we everybody. We should want it for all me. of us. Yeah. I like, want it more than anything for everybody in my life to feel that. Mm-hmm. 
Like you might you might not have the best finances in the world. You might not have, you know, the best I don't know, health in the world. You might not have the best car, best skincare, best job, best the, yeah, whatever. whatever it is, but you have God's truth. Yes. The way the truth and the light life light whatever. <laughs> Okay, so we're going to wrap that up. <laughs> on that note, our prayer for all of the people who listen to us is that you can find refuge in the Lord this year. Yes. And that your New eyes resolution. are... <laughs> Woo-woo! Um, and that your eyes are on Him and not on others. Yeah. Not on what other people are doing or having. Your eyes are on the Lord. Um, Isaiah 26.3. Quote it. I will in just a second. <laughs> <laughs> oh you gosh. keep him in perfect peace whose mind is steadfast on you because they trust in you. Snaps. I'll do quiet snaps so it doesn't hurt your ears. Oh my goodness. Yeah. That's like one of my favorite verses ever. Mm. It's you so keep him good. in perfect peace whose mind is steadfast on you because they trust in you. Mm. It's good stuff. Yeah. Our New Year's resolution for the podcast is to be more... What's the word? Consistent. Mm-hmm. Um, on that note, y'all be in prayer for us. Yeah. Because we are fighting the enemy, and he is not happy. <laughs> and we can tell. <laughs> um, in all seriousness, um, it is a lot. Yeah, and I mean, we both, you know, are working. We both are moms. And, and we're doing this, you know, in a spare little two-block hour, two-hour block. Um during you know the week we have you know actually sat down and got you know once a week meeting in place so yeah we do girl that is set but you know even like a two-hour chunk like this takes a lot of work it does a lot we're in the word through the week um studying and making sure that we can bring to you what we hold truthful yeah prayerful and we won't always get it perfect, but we're going to do it a lot more mm-hmm. this year, um, even with sickness. And mm-hmm. we're going to have to just pretty much say we're doing what the Lord called us to do, regardless of what spiritual warfare tries to throw at us. Um, other fun little treat is at the end of this episode, I'm going to give you a blooper. Hopefully I didn't move uh, too much in this oh, yeah. episode. She- <laughs> I forgot I was wearing my mic the whole time. And so I was trying not to move. I don't know that I accomplished that. Maybe I did. I took mine off really quickly because <laughs> we knew that was a possibility for me not to move. So, But we'll give you a little blooper at the end of this of our... <laughs> oh, me. All right. We love y'all. Yes. And we thank you so much for your support. See you next time. Oh, I'm going to have to be a lot more quiet. Testing our microphones. Our lapels. (laughs) The lapel microphone. The lapel mic.